We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday. It's January 12th. Thursday is football day. I'm um, excited. We got wild card action this weekend. Six games. We're going to break down all six. I know there's some smaller slates on like Saturday and Sunday. There's like a two-game and a four-game slate. We're going to talk about all six games. We're going to break them all down. Um, and then like if you decide you want to play whatever slate, and if you're hanging out in YouTube chat and you have a specific question about a slate or anything like that, uh, feel free to ask it, but we're going to talk about all six games. And as always, for football, we got our dude Keith Eister. Eyes eight one nine. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Yeah, not too much. Excited to talk a little playoff football. Um, fun slate of games here. The way it's broken down, weren't, weren't I believe it was three games on Saturday and three games on Sunday last year, which was better. If they're going to be small slates that are broken up, it'd be nice to have them as as three and three. Um, I think the way it is this year, there's pretty clearly a game to target on each of the two, the other two days that have multiple games. Um, one game kind of stands out above the rest, but that leaves plenty of game theory decisions and things of that nature. So there are still some interesting things despite smaller slates. 
Um, but yeah, wildcard weekend, always a ton of fun. Games are usually great. So really looking forward to the weekend. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to the weekend. I, I told you pre-show, like I'm going to be playing a lot more of the six game slate than the two and four fantasy prop wise. I mean, I'll just kind of spread it out through the six games as well. So like, regardless of what you're doing, DFS, sports betting or anything like that, I just, I like the six game option way more. Um, and honestly, kind of looking at like the slate, I mean, we have good games like on both days that that Jags game is going to be one to really kind of pay attention to. That Minnesota game is going to kind of be one to pay attention to. San Francisco against Seattle. So, I mean, overall, slate-wise, it's it's a fun, like, six-game slate. So, like, I I just prefer the, the six-game slate more than, like, the two and four. Uh, if I play a smaller slate, it'd probably be Sunday. I, I Like, I, I want more variance, and I just feel like, your game theory playing two game slates, just like you game theory play showdown slates. So, I mean, I want a little bit of uh, a little bit of roster construction and skill set on the six gamer. So um, I prefer the six game slate, but fun games, man. I mean, like the way that some of the stuff turned out last weekend, like we, we have some fun games this weekend. So I'm really excited for the wild card weekend. Not excited about my dolphins. We're going to talk about them, but yeah, I, I was going to say, un- have... unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, some injuries kind of took even better games away from us. Like that, that Dolphins Buffalo game would have been really, really fun if Tua was able to make it back. Hopefully, hopefully he heals up and and he's okay. Um, but yeah, just a, and then the Lamar Jackson situation. Obviously, we'll get into that. But a couple of injuries that are taking away from what's usually one of my favorite weekends of the year. But still, some good stuff to talk about for sure. Yeah, I mean. I don't think the Dolphins would have won this game with Tua for what it's worth, but I think we it would have been a great game. Um, yeah. I'm also, like I even tweeted this out earlier this week, I don't think Tua should play again this year. I, I mean, he's had right. three really, really hard hits. Um, so he's got to, yeah, he, he got to heal up, man. Um, I don't want to see him in his career. I, I really want him to slide like watch watch tom brady and aaron roger videos um slide man uh you know you are you are talented you've proved everybody wrong this year like i i just want to see him healthy so i'm glad he's not playing this weekend for what it's worth you know even though i know our best chances with him i don't think we have a chance with skylar thompson but anyway let's get into it let's have some fun we got a six game slate if you're hanging out on youtube thank you if you're not head on over there subscribe like the video comment I try to reply to comments as much as possible, really trying to build up the YouTube channel, trying to get you guys hang out with us live um, night before podcast, first look podcast. So thank you. Appreciate you all. Richie wants to know before we get into it, who's your favorite underdog to win this weekend? I think that's a fun question. Favorite underdog to win. Um, Let me pull up here. Let's see. I don't want to steal your thunder, but I'm going to say the Giants. I like that call a lot. Um, I will say the Jaguars. Okay. Those are my two. Like when he asked that question, like those were the two names. Like I think Tampa has a decent chance with the game being in Tampa and Tom Brady just being Tom Brady and the weapon. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that would be like the popular pick. Like most people would lean Tampa like that. Dallas defense has struggled recently and it's, it's Tom Brady. Like betting against Tom Brady is, is never a good idea in the playoffs. We've, we've, found that out over the last what 22 25 years something like that something insane (laughs) 
but yeah, fun question. Uh, thanks for the question, Richie. Let's get into it. We get started um, Saturday afternoon, 4.30 game on the East Coast. This game's on the West Coast, though. We got Seattle at San Francisco, 42.5 total. The 49ers, a 9.5-point favorite. Just going to say it now. Like This is when we make our predictions, right? I think the San Francisco 49ers win the Super Bowl this year, even with Brock Purdy. There you go. So there's my prediction. So let's talk Seattle um, because that's what we do here. We go with the away team first. What do you like here for Seattle? Yeah, I mean, I I agree with that take for what it's worth. San Francisco looks like a phenomenal all-around team. I mean, um, the quarterback stuff, like they're not a team that that relies on the quarterback. So totally agree. Like the the addition of Christian McCaffrey just totally completed that team. Um, Tons of talent on the San Francisco side, including their defense, which makes this a, a really tough spot. Like, I just have a hard time targeting. Like, DK Metcalf is fine. Lockett's been dealing with with some injuries here, so I'm a little bit concerned there. Um, I think Kenneth Walker is my favorite play on the Seattle side, and I am a little worried about him getting game scripted out. But there is some weather here as well. Um, I don't know. I think Seattle tries to run the ball. I don't know that they're going to have much success doing it, but Kenneth Walker is probably my favorite play from Seattle. Um, the tight end situation is interesting too, just because they're both really cheap. Um, Colby Parkinson has kind of found himself a bigger role here, three, seven, and four targets the last three weeks. So he's he's minimum price twenty five hundred. I don't mind some shots on Parkinson, um, but on, on the six game slate, it's hard to want to get a ton of exposure here to Seattle. I, I'm I'm with you. I, I think Seattle wins this one pretty easily, or I'm sorry, San Francisco wins this one pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, on Seattle, they're gonna have to beat like they're gonna have to attack through the air. They're, you're just you don't you don't run, and I, I think like Walker is someone that can catch the ball in the backfield um, to like help his upside. He had five, I think he had five targets, four catches against San Francisco in Week 15. Like, but for this game to be competitive, you you have to move the ball through the air. Um, this run defense is just fantastic. So, I think it would be Metcalf or Lockett for me it's really going to be like ownership driven. If, if Metcalf is going to be like highly owned with the weather, you, you mentioned weather. I mean, it's 90% chance of rain throughout this whole game. It's not going to be windy. It's just going to be wet. Um, I mean, keeping everybody in California, just in general, in my, my prayers each and every night, like a lot of weather over there right now. So, I mean, for me, like it's probably Lockett over Metcalf. It just seems like the type of game where short little dinky passes kind of work out. Um, and I think that's kind of where Lockett is going to excel compared to Metcalf. But I mean, Metcalf can like break a big long one. Um, Noah Fant, if he's healthy here again, like little short dinky passes, like like safe throws, uh, red zone type of stuff. But if he's out, I mean, Parkinson definitely carved up a role here. Um, could be a potential tournament play as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely favoring San Francisco in this game. And I think Christian McCaffrey is just one of the best plays on the weekend. Um, I'm not worried about week 18. They just absolutely smashed Arizona. I'm not worried about Christian McCaffrey. He's going to project as one of the highest, like overall plays on the entire slate him. And like, I, I would assume it's like Jefferson would be like the two highest projected, and if I had to rank them, I would rank McCaffrey over Jefferson um, this weekend. So I I think the McCaffrey and, you know, potentially San Francisco's defense is in play. And then, I mean, Debo Samuel's cheap. 
He's really, really cheap, and we know he has a monster ceiling. So I don't know how much I would play on the six-game slate, how much I'd play Christian McCaffrey and Debo together because of McCaffrey's price. But if you're playing like the two-game slate and you're just like, hey, I'm in a game theory fade McCaffrey, well, first of all, good luck. Um, <laughs> second of all, there, I mean, there's four really solid running backs on that slate. So if it does work, and I think it would be Debo having the ceiling game. Yeah, I, the Debo price is, is extremely attractive. Um, we've seen Kittle be the one that has kind of went nuts here recently, but Debo was dealing with the injury for a few of those weeks. Um, it worked his way back in a little bit last week. Um, but yeah, he's underpriced for what, what he's done all season long. We know he's capable of, of huge gains, monster plays, that big playability. He's he's far too cheap. Love the Debo call. And I'm, I'm completely with you on Christian McCaffrey, top play of the entire slate. Um, we have seen him, them kind of back off him the last few weeks here. Mitchell like, came it, back last week, yeah. Right, yes, but I don't think that's happening here, Not un, unless they're up multiple scores. And for that reason, I don't mind some shots on a $4,700 Eli Mitchell because I think they could be up two scores here going into the fourth quarter. Um, but McCaffrey is going to get, I would say, 85% of the work through the first three quarters unless this game just turns really ugly really quickly. So agree. He's a really difficult guy to fade. This this offense suits him perfectly. Um, he should be hugely productive. It, like anything San Francisco is doing, McCaffrey is going to have a, a massive piece of. Um, I got to talk about Kittle again. I, the price is yeah. coming up now, so it, it's really tough. But the connection he has with Purdy is is absolutely real. His last four weeks have been absolutely insane. Debo coming back is definitely a hindrance to his ceiling. Um, the two touchdowns last week were the only reason he got there. He didn't have a huge role outside of that, um, just 29 yards. But the two touchdowns, like Purdy is clearly looking for him in the red zone, and and that's where you can score the, the fantasy points the quickest. So I don't know how much I'm going to be able to get to Kittle just because like with limited options, it's even harder to pay up. Um, but the like you can't argue the ceiling. Like I don't. I probably prefer Andrews if we're talking about expensive if expensive tight ends. But Kittle, like man, that like his role over the past four weeks has been just amazing. I think Andrews. I, I just it's so hard for me to play Andrews if we get news. Like I, I know what he did last week against Pittsburgh, uh, or or yeah, like week seventeen against Pittsburgh. I just. It's his only good game. <laughs> I mean, um, it, it doesn't sound like Lamar's going to play. Right. Like, so I think I'd rank Hawkinson over both of those guys and maybe even Schultz over both of those guys, uh, just kind of considering salary. But I mean, raw points wise, I think Kittle and Andrews are in play. Um, I don't think we have a ton of tight end options this week. So, um, Really quick before we move on, do you have any interest in Purdy in this game, or are you going to find quarterback play somewhere else? I mean, on the on the two game slate, sure. Um, I just I don't think that San Francisco is a team that will keep the pedal down if they get ahead. They would be completely fine um, just Running using Mitchell Eli Mitchell. Times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we've seen that that game plan. Like that's just the script that they they use. Um, so I'm very concerned about the ceiling that said Purdy has found a ceiling here recently but it's all through like unsustainably efficient touchdown passes 
Um, he's had at least two touchdown passes in two, six, last six weeks, seven weeks. Like, could he throw for three touchdown passes in this game? Yes. Um, I just I like the game environment of the next game so much better, just even on the two game slate, and then Minnesota, New York as well. Um, if we're talking six game slate, there's just better game environments. I think um, San Francisco. I like to win this game big, and that that hinders Purdy ceiling a little bit for me. Yeah, I mean, I think Purdy is okay. Um, I, I think he crushes in this game. Just, I mean, I, again, I think that crushing it, as in like he probably throws multiple touchdowns. Like, I don't think people realize like his passing rating has been over 110 in four of his last five games. Um, granted, some easier matchups defensively, but one of those games was against Seattle. He threw for 217 and two touchdowns in that game, 17 fantasy points. That's not bad at 5,300. I just think that on the six game slate, even on the two game slate, Better weather in Jacksonville, two potentially bad defenses, and we'll talk about that in a second. But um, I, I'm with you. I, I like the game script more. But again, if you're playing the two game slate, where can I kind of be different? Um, a Purdy Christian McCaffrey team, I don't think is the craziest idea. And then that's probably the time that I get like a Debo in in like a Christian McCaffrey build. So, all right, moving on. We got Jacksonville at or the. Chargers at Jacksonville. Sorry, just in my head, you just like, hey, Jacksonville, they're going to be on the road. Um, 47 and a half total in this game. The Chargers are a two and a half point favorite in Jacksonville in the playoffs. Um, no respect for the Jags and what they've been doing. Jags defense, I mean, they're terrible against the pass. Um, Keenan Allen is just a guy that, like, if you want to just go ahead and lock in 20 plus fantasy points, just play Keenan Allen. Like, He's someone that like I love his props for catches. I love I, I just love Keenan Allen in this spot. Talk to me about the Chargers. Yeah, completely with you. It's it's Keenan Allen first, significantly cheaper than Eckler. Um, Mike Williams looking un- unfortunately unlikely to play. Um, unfortunate injury in a game that did not mean anything for the Chargers. So just the reason I can't comprehend why they played their starters for as long as they did last week. Um, but yeah, I mean. Tons of opportunity coming Keenan's way. I think you can look. So let's talk about Eckler real quick. 8,300. Compare that to McCaffrey at 8,900. I, I don't see Eckler having as big of a role, as good of a, a game environment. I, I guess the game environment is as good. Um, but I definitely prefer McCaffrey to Eckler. Um, Eckler is, has run super hot on touchdowns here recently. He's not going to get 20 20 carries. Um, so you, you probably need the chargers to be trailing in this game, which is certainly possible. Um, but I think Eckler's upside is higher in a game that they're playing from behind, just from the receptions as on DraftKings at least. Um, but I, I do prefer McCaffrey to Eckler. The rest of the receivers. Um, I, I certainly think you can take a look at Josh Palmer. Um, I don't know if I'm going deeper than that. Gerald Everett is if I was double stacking Herbert, it, it would be with Keenan Allen first, um, and then Palmer and Everett are probably the other, the, the third piece that I would use in that. D- don't know if I'm getting to DeAndre Carter. Um, he didn't quite get there for us last week. We found that incentive, catches. and yeah, he, he did. Uh, 43 <laughs> yards. If he would have found the end zone, it would have been a smash, but um, he, fumbled he, he did play a little bit. Yeah, that was not ideal. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I'm highly interested in this this Chargers passing game. Uh, I, I definitely prefer the passing side over over Eckler. Carter, especially when Williams went out, I was like, oh, this like the the Carter thing might work. Like he he <laughs> he might it might work, and then he fell. And I was like, ah, man. But I mean, it's Allen, it's Palmer, and it's Everett for me um, in the passing game. Eckler does so much that like if San Francisco does get out to a big lead early against Seattle, Eckler could outscore Christian McCaffrey in that scenario. Um, unless Christian McCaffrey has the like two or three touchdowns that put them there. I mean, it's tough, but I think Eckler, I think he's a, a, a solid play. Like, I think he's a really good play just because of his potential, like in the backfield, catching the ball as well. And like, this is a funnel defense. Jacksonville wants you to run the ball uh, against them. They're really good against the run. They're really bad against the pass. So that's where Eckler kind of just says, hey, you know, I can catch the ball to the backfield. I can put up 30-plus fantasy points um, catching the ball out of the backfield. So overall, I love Allen. Allen's going to be my main priority. And Herbert, like we didn't talk about Herbert, but Herbert is 60, yes. 6,600 on DraftKings. If you're playing the four-game slate, Josh Allen, 7,900. $1,300 discount from Allen. I think most weeks Allen outscores Herbert, but I think they're going to rely on Herbert a lot in this game. Um, so, yeah, ton of interest in, in Herbert. Allen's going to be our number one quarterback this week. We'll talk about it. Um, there, Obviously, like if you're playing the pricing game, there's somebody that I love that's cheap this week, and I think everyone can kind of guess who that is. But <laughs> let's move on. We got Miami at Buffalo, 43.5 total here. Buffalo, a 13.5 point favorite. My poor Dolphins. Um, I mean, Skyler Thompson. Oh my! Yeah, I sure did. You know, I, and I like <laughs> only the six Jags. games. I think we can we can cover everything. Yeah, I like the Jags. Um, <laughs> listen, I, I like Etienne a lot in this game. Um, yeah, the Chargers have really really struggled against the run this year. I think Etienne, being someone that can catch the ball out of the backfield as well in a game that the Jags kind of needed to control the pace if they want to win this game. So I like Etienne a lot. And then I mean, it, it's Kirk and. Zay Jones, but I mean, again, like tight end play is this, uh, Evan Ingram in big games has showed up. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Jags? Yeah, that I, like this game environment is amazing. And I like no matter, like, I think the Jaguars could win, but more than likely they're going to be playing from behind. But they are like being at home. Um, ETN should have a a monster role either way. I mean, he doesn't quite have the elite passing game role, but he, he gets involved enough where he's going to get you two or three catches. Um, 6,300, like McCaffrey is the top overall play by, by a good margin for me, but ETN point per dollar is right up there with him. Um, I, I love ETN. I'm, I'm right there with you. And I'm going to just keep targeting these Jacksonville wide receivers. Zay Jones would be my favorite um, just because he's, you get a little savings off of Kirk. He's had a really solid season. Uh, he's going to get you five to six targets. Um, like Zay Jones at 4,300 is is one of my favorite cheap wide receivers on the entire slate. And I love the Ingram call. I know he's disappeared for a couple of weeks here, but the upside is massive. Um, if they do find themselves trailing, and that tends to be when Ingram's had his big games is when they're playing from behind. But we've seen multiple uh, double-digit target games out of him this season. So certainly needs to be in your pool. Uh, love that Ingram call. 
they really kind of controlled the Tennessee game last week too. Um, yep. Ball, like time of ball, um, time of possession, stuff like that. So time of ball. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I think Kirk is your ceiling guy from the Jags. I, I think Lawrence is in play for what it's worth at, at 5,700. Like he is someone that is capable of like 30 plus point games and he had 25 against this team earlier this year. So I think he's definitely playable um on the two game and on the six game slate so all right now we can talk about my poor dolphins um 43 and a half total buffalo big favor here at minus 13 and a half um i mean this is one of the best defenses in the league we have skylar thompson it sounds like it i mean two is out bridgewater it does not sound like he's going to play and if he does play play the defense because um he, he can barely grip a football so um it sounds like it's gonna be skylar thompson we know like Tyreek is just capable of doing it with anybody at quarterback, but I mean, like to be fair, he does have a little bit of a discount for Jefferson, but in, in no way in my right mind, can I pay $500 less um, for Hill than Jefferson on this slate? Um, I'm struggling to have any interest in the dolphins, knowing that they're going to be trailing, knowing that they're going to be throwing a lot. Um, I, I just, I mean, if Waddle's out, I think that, you know, Shearfield at 3K minimum salary is going to be the guy that gets some snaps. But I mean, yeah, I, I struggle here with Miami. Yeah, I, I struggle as well. Um, the Tyreek thing, I to- totally agree with you. Like, I'm go- just going to find a way to get up to Jefferson. He's in so much better of a spot. Um, and and Stefan Diggs on the other side of this game is cheaper than Tyreek Hill. So Paying for Tyreek, like the ownership is probably going to be extremely low. Um, it, like, if you think he can outscore Jefferson in this spot, I certainly wouldn't try to talk you out of it. Um, just don't see myself getting there a lot. Waddle should be good to go, I think. Right? That's kind of been the the reports. Um, I'm pretty sure I read that he was expected to play, but uh, Raheem Mostert is the one that's significantly in doubt. He has a broken thumb. So I don't think Mostert is playing Jeff Wilson's 5,400. Um, I think Wilson is, is going to pop as a value here. Obviously the game script isn't going to be ideal, but he does get some passing game work. Um, I like, I think you need the passing game work for him to, to pay off the salary or him to find the end zone. Uh, but Wilson at 5,400 is, is certainly in play. I don't think, they would use Ahmed as a passing role. I don't, you, you know, the team a little bit better than I do. Maybe Ahmed at 4k, if he has the passing game role, but I feel like Jeff Wilson would just have, have the passing game role as well. Wilson's going to have first crack at it. Uh, no doubt about it. Um, yeah. I mean, Mozart, I, I listen, everything I've read, um, he's not playing this weekend. So right. I, I think Wilson is a fantastic tournament play. Um, that New England game was a week, week 17, um, against New England. Like they threw to Wilson and Mozart, like a combined 15 times in that game. So, you know, they're going to be trailing this whole game. I think that, I think Wilson's a great tournament call more of a DraftKings play because he might get like seven catches for like 50 yards or something. And like, you know, you're not getting, you're probably not getting a touchdown. Um, but I mean, anything can happen. I, I think that, Ahmed, if like if you just want to be different, the dude is fast and he is um someone that can make a make a play. So at 4K, I don't hate it, but I would much rather have Wilson. 
Yeah, I think Waddle plays for what it's worth. I just don't think it matters. Um, at the end of the day, I don't think I want to take shots on Gasecki. Um, Thompson does throw the tight ends more than Bridgewater and Tua, but yeah, I don't think I want to play Gasecki. So yeah, I mean Buffalo defense. I like the Buffalo defense a lot. What's weird about it, right? Is like when we're usually talking about like a Buffalo, like a, a defense that we want to play. We were like, hey, we, you know, we want to pair it with the running back. Well, Miami's really good at stopping the run. And Buffalo hates to run the football. So I think this is one of those rare times where you can play like a quarterback with the defense. Like I don't hardly ever do it, but I think this is like a six game or four game slate. This is one of those rare times where you could be like, Hey, I'm going to play Josh Allen. I'm going to play Stefan Diggs, and I'm going to play the Buffalo defense. I like that a lot. Um, and like on smaller slates, we're looking for any way we can to differentiate. And that that is certainly a fantastic idea. Buffalo is a team that throws as much as anybody in the league. And even unlike San Francisco, who stops throwing the ball, Philadelphia is kind of the same way. Like those teams, once they get up, they just start running the ball a ton. Buffalo is not like that at all. They will just continue to throw and throw. And throw. So I, I like that call a lot. Buffalo's they're they're gonna be good. I mean, obviously, I think they're a Super Bowl contender. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting, right? Like, um, I, I think it's gonna be Chiefs Bills, and the winner of that game is gonna play the 49ers after they beat the Eagles. I think that I think that can work out in the bracket. I haven't looked at it that close, but um, I would really I would really enjoy an Eagles Bills. Um, Super Bowl, as much as I like the 49ers, the Eagles Bills Super Bowl just sounds fun. But anyway, I get nothing else from Buffalo. I mean, I like Diggs. I, I don't mind Gabe Davis if McKenzie, like, he is dealing with like a hamstring injury and like hamstrings for wide receivers are like kind of a thing. So, I, I mean, in that scenario, if McKenzie doesn't play, I think Gabe, Gabe Davis is in play. I don't hate Dawson Knox at 4K. Um, as good as Miami is against the run, they're terrible against the pass. So, I mean, this is a fantastic spot for Allen, and he should throw all over this defense. Um, fifth most passing yards allowed during the regular season this year for the Dolphins. Yeah, Allen to Diggs is is the top stack on on the slate for me. Um, I just I think Allen that has a little bit more upside than Cousins Jefferson. Like I'll just play Jefferson by himself and get the majority of the Vikings production. Um, but if I'm stacking, it's Allen to Diggs is my top overall stack on, on the slate. So definitely love that. Davis, you can take some shots on at 4,800 for sure. Uh, plenty of cheap, plenty cheap enough, has that big playability, and then Knox at 4K with the with the multiple touchdown upside. Love this Buffalo team for sure. Totally with you. And it's passing game only for me, not touching the running back situation. Yeah, what's crazy, right, is – um, Allen had 40 and 30 fantasy points this season against the Dolphins. And I think Diggs went for like 14 and 10 in those two games, like fantasy points. So maybe people look into that too much. Um, maybe we hope so, I guess. Like, but yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not. It's the playoffs. Allen's going to be looking for Diggs. Uh, there's just no, yeah. no question in my mind. So. All right, we got the Giants and the Vikings. I mean, this is my favorite game. Uh, I think this is going to be a lot of people's favorite game. It's a 48-and-a-half total. Minnesota's a three-point favorite. It's the, I mean, two of the worst defenses on the slate. I mean, technically, if we look at DVOA, it's the two worst defenses on the, the weekend. 
I mean, a lot of options in this game, but I think you kind of know where the core is going for both sides. So let's start with the Giants. Um, I mean, looking at the Giants, you, you get Daniel Jones, you get Barkley, you get Slayton, Hodgson's, and James. I mean, that's who you play. I don't think you take shots on Bellinger. You're not playing Kenny Galladay. You're not playing Brita. Barkley's going to play as many snaps as he can handle um, in this game. You know, this isn't, hey, we're going to give him, you know, 70% of the snaps. This is, hey, we're going to give Barkley 90 to 95% of the snaps type of game. Um, I like the Giants a lot in this game. I've been saying it. I've been saying it. I've been saying it. I think Minnesota's, I think their defense is a fraud defense. And I think the Giants um, have a legit chance to win this game. Yeah, I'm completely with you. And just to be clear, Daniel Jones is the cheap quarterback that you were referring to, right? Come on, Keith. Everyone knew it already. <laughs> okay, just just make sure you didn't say it explicitly. So, um, yeah, Daniel Jones is a fantastic spot here. Dude's been running a ton. Um, he torched this same defense in Minnesota a couple weeks ago for 334 yards. So he's far too cheap. Minnesota's pass defense is terrible. The wide receivers are all way underpriced like this game has shootout potential written all over it it's in the dome you don't have to be concerned about weather whatsoever um i like this you can't ask for a better game environment here slayton hodgins james are all interesting all right around 4k i think i would lean james first of any of them um just feel like the volume is going to be there for him i like slayton and hodgins are going to be a big part of of my construction as well like like i probably don't build a lineup without at least one giants wide receiver um just because they're all so fa fairly priced in the dome um and and the best game environment of the weekend so completely with you on the the giants passing stuff barkley is an interesting conversation um like we've talked about mccaffrey who we love eckler versus barkley is is interesting i think eileen barkley on that it's really close though um, Barkley just has a little bit better role. He's going to see all the work, like you mentioned. Um, like we could see 90% plus of the work for Barkley in this spot. So, and he's a little bit cheaper than Eckler too. Given the choice Eckler versus Barkley, I, I would go Barkley. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I mean, there's an argument to be made that you could play Barkley point per dollar over Christian McCaffrey um, on the slate. I mean, I still think I'd rank it Christian McCaffrey, then Barkley, but 
Agree. I, I think Saquon's a fantastic play. Daniel Jones is just so cheap that you can play Saquon with Daniel Jones, pick James or Hodgson's, and have your three-man giant stack and like run it back with like a Jefferson and just hope that like if you really wanted to, you could run it back with Jefferson and Hawkinson. If you think this is going to be the game, if you think this is the game that's just going to excel as far as offense, and I do, I really do. You look at some of these other games and like the Jags game has a ton of potential. San Francisco is going to be wet. San Francisco is a much better team than Seattle. Buffalo is a much better team than Miami. Baltimore is likely not going to have Lamar and Dallas Tampa is two really solid defenses. So like if I'm really looking for that explosive game and I'm looking to stack a game, it's this one. It, it, like th- there's no question in my mind. Um, I'm going to be stacking this game and the Jags game a lot. Cause I think those are the two games that have the most potential to blow up on this slate. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, James, Hodgson's over. I think it's both of those guys right now. They're both over Slayton for me, just kind of looking at like the last few weeks, but I love this spot for Saquon. Um, I mean, these two teams just played in week 16 and he had eight catches. He had 14 carries. He had 27 fantasy points with only one touchdown. Um, so the upside's massive. It, it's just massive. So he, in a close game, in a game that matters so much, they're going to get this guy the ball. He's going to touch the ball 20 20 to 25 times in this game. So um, Christian McCaffrey type workload and McCaffrey has Mitchell behind him. Barkley has nobody like he has nobody behind him. Matt Breida has played a little bit recently. This game matters. The Giants said, hey, we're going to give our guys a break. They've earned it and we're going to come out and we're going to beat Minnesota in the first round in the wild card. So um, let's go to Minnesota. I mean, here's the argument on the other side, right? Is the Giants defense is terrible. They can't stop the run whatsoever. They're 32nd in DVOA. Dalvin Cook could just absolutely crush in this game if they give him the ball. That's been the thing, though. They haven't given him the football this year. Um, he averaged 4.6 yards per carry against the Giants in week 16 and touched the ball 14 times. Um, his ceiling has been so limited this year. Jefferson and Hawkinson have not. Kirk Cousins, I mean, stacking this game on the other side of this game, getting some Cousins. Minnesota didn't play their guys last week a lot. Like, I love the passing game here. I could see getting contrarian with Dalvin Cook just smashing because the spot is so good. It's just they really just haven't. I mean, what, one, two, three times this year have they said, hey, we're going to give Dalvin Cook 20 carries five times this year. And four of those have been exactly 20 carries. Yeah, um, I agree with the Dalvin Cook stuff. Like, I want to like him in the spot. It's a great spot for him, but the workload just has not been there again like i think he might be a guy you want the vikings to be trailing to play like you play cook in a cousin stack i think um because they, they're not going to use him to grind out the clock if they're ahead um ultimately just jefferson is the play by a mile in minnesota he's one of the best plays of the slate like you mentioned right up there with mccaffrey absolutely love justin jefferson in this spot um I'm struggling with, with Cook. Uh, I don't necessarily want to play Madison either, just hoping for – if I was going to do that, I'd, just, I'd probably play Madison with the Vikings D and just hope that the Vikings got out, off up to a, a big lead and slowed this game down way more than we think it's going to be. Um, but if I'm stacking up the game, it's it's Jefferson all the way. He's he's. I'm not going to build a, 
a lineup without him probably. Love Hawkinson as well. The role's been phenomenal since coming from Minnesota. And he's taken away from Thielen, so it's it's tough to play Thielen. Like the, the price is way down. He has touchdown upside still, um, but it's just really tough for him to get there with Hawkinson kind of taking away the shorter stuff from him. Um, I think I would play Osborne over Thielen. We saw him be the one that popped off last week. I don't expect him to have that kind of a role. Like you mentioned, they were kind of half-resting guys, half-not last week. Um, but Osborne's in play for me. He had another couple of big games this earlier this year. So just because of the short slate, I think there's a little ceiling there. Um, but yeah, Jefferson, person Jefferson, that's the guy. I mean, I said it in week 16 when we did the podcast. I said Hawkinson's my top tight end play, and he just absolutely smashed the Giants. He had 16 targets for 13 catches and two touchdowns. I don't expect that to happen again, but I also don't think they can stop him. I mean, if they're going to feed him the ball, I think he's going to do well. Uh, I'm with you on Thielen. Like, depending on how many teams I play, I don't know if I'll play like 5 or 20. If I play 20, I probably get a little exposure to Thielen. If I play like 5 to 10, I don't know if I get Thielen. I would play Osborne before I would play Thielen. Osborne has shown the ability to have these big plays. You know, what is it, two out of the last four games, he's had at least a 60-yard touchdown. Like, he has the ability to have these big plays, and, this is another team. I mean, like we talked about Buffalo, you know, this is another team that they don't like to run the football. 66% of the time they throw the ball. So you want the passing game. I mean, gosh, Dalvin Cook is just – the spot is amazing. They gave him 25 carries in this game. He, he crushes. But, I mean, that's just not what Minnesota's done this year. Maybe they switch it up. Maybe this is like, hey, we're in the playoffs. We need Dalvin Cook to get going. Um, I think that would be fantastic. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think Hawkinson just crushes in this spot. Baltimore at Cincinnati, 40 and a half total here. Cincinnati, eight and a half point favorites. Um, this line changes, right? Like if Lamar does play, I know they said it's like a huge uphill battle for Lamar to play this weekend. If if Lamar plays, the, to- the whole game changes, um, right? Like I'm not crazy. I don't think I'm crazy, but yeah. Um, You're not crazy. Yeah. yeah. So for me on Baltimore, like I think you just kind of overlook last week's game. Uh, I think Baltimore kind of said, hey, you know, once they get down in that game, we don't really have a chance. Um, they also, um, Hunley started, right? Or who started last week? Uh, or, Anthony Brown started last week. That's right. Anthony Brown. So, yeah, I mean, he chucked the ball over the field last week. It wasn't good, but he chucked the ball over the field. <laughs> it sounds like Huntley's going to play um, this week. And I think it, Huntley gives him a better chance than Brown. Um, Huntley gives Andrews more upside. I don't listen. I'm, I think I'm officially off of the Baltimore running game. Um, Dobbins crushed last week on the ground, averaged five and a half yards per carry was way overweight on him. And like Kenyon Drake got the touchdown and he ran the ball a lot too. So I think it's very split backfield situation. I I think Dobbins is the higher upside guy still. Um, I just mean, they're just running all these guys. Uh, I just, it's so hard to say, play these guys right now. Um, even Justice Hill got carries last week. So what are your thoughts on Baltimore? Yeah, tough spot for Baltimore without Lamar Jackson. Um, if, if Jackson is in, it's a completely different conversation. Um, agree that Huntley makes me slightly more interested, but it's still lukewarm interest um, if it's Huntley over Brown. I think Andrews is a first look um, just because he has like – the ability to create mismatches and, and get open and then like, it's not going to be deep down the field targets. 
Like even backup quarterbacks can make those throws. So I don't love the price on Andrews, but I think he is their best chance to move the ball. Um, don't mind shots on Likely, another talented tight end, and he's he's cheap at 300. Um, probably only use him in a run back of a Cincinnati stack. Not touching the wide receivers, like they're just not playing wide receivers with the backup quarterbacks. Um, they're running two and three tight end sets. Uh, they're running the ball a ton until they get down, and then they're just hoping that they can find find something, and they, they haven't really been able to. So um, it's the tight ends. I'm, I'm really most looking at two run back Cincinnati stacks, Andrews and likely. Um, you could, like Josh Oliver has been seeing the field too. He's minimum price. I would play Josh Oliver before I touched a wide receiver. The running back situation, kind of agree. Um, I think Dobbins is in play. He has the most upside. I'm with you there, uh, but it's tough. He's 5,700. It's like if he was 5K, I'd have more interest. I'm just I'm not sure what 5,700 gets um, compared to some of the other stuff. Like ETN is was in that ETN is 600 more. So I'll just find a way to get up to um, ETN more than likely. Um, yeah, that's about it. Lukewarm interest in Baltimore tight ends if I have to. All right, let's talk about Cincinnati. Um... I mean, I think Burrow is an option this week. He's not my favorite play, but I think he's an option. He's 6,900. I prefer, like, the cheaper guys, but I also think, like, this is a game that he could throw the ball 40-plus times and, and you know, mix in tough spot. Baltimore is really good at stopping the run. I think they're, what, seventh in DVOA? Third fewest rushing yards at, like, 92 rushing yards per game. So very lukewarm on Mixon. He is someone that could just do it you know, with goal line carries and through the passing game. So I think like if you're playing on DK, you have op- like interest in him because of his passing game workload. But yeah, I mean, for me, it's Jamar Chase. Um, I think Jamar Chase is a fantastic play. Higgins mispracticed Wednesday. I think it was illness. He should play. Um, Tyler Boyd's 4K. I mean, I... I can't tell you the last time I had interest in like a Cincinnati tight end, but Hayden Hurst is back and he's 3,100. Um, I think he's someone that you could chase touchdowns with maybe more on like a FanDuel than DraftKings. But what are your thoughts here on Cincinnati? Yeah. Um, I I'll have some Cincinnati exposure. I certainly like the, the New York, Minnesota game and the chargers Jacksonville game as far as game environments. Um, Baltimore's defense has been really good for the second half of the season. Um, ever since they added Roquan Smith, like they've, they've been a really stout defense after struggling to begin the year kind of. Uh, so this is not the easiest matchup and I'm a little concerned about the ceiling here. I also am concerned that Baltimore doesn't push back enough if Jackson is not in, which limits the ceiling of Cincinnati as well. So it's chase and you just, you play him for just, he can pop off for a monster game against anybody. Um, take a long one to the house, catch another touchdown. Like he certainly has that ability. Um, like I don't mind a burrow stack, but I definitely won't do it as much as like Herbert. I would prefer to stack. I think even Trevor Lawrence, I would go to first and I have more interest in the game environment in the next game. If I'm trying to go way off the board, I think. So I like burrow. Um, but I probably don't get to him a ton on the, the slate. I'll have some Jamar Chase, and I do like the Hayden Hurst call, especially FanDuel. Um, he is really cheap on DraftKings, too, and he's seen a decent amount of targets. He, he got five targets last week, and he had a, a solid role before the injury as 
as well. So I do like Hayden Hurst. Um, if I was stacking Burrow, that's what I would just do Burrow, Burrow, Chase, and Hurst more than likely. Um, the, the running game, like Mixon just doesn't have the same role. He's It's kind of the Dal- Dalvin Cook situation. Like they're using P. Ryan a ton behind him um, to where it, they're just, it's limiting his ceiling. Obviously he has massive touchdown upside, um, but in this difficult matchup, I like, I'm not paying 6,800 for Joe Mixon more than likely. So a little bit of Jamar chase, a little bit of Hayden Hurst, maybe a, a couple of burrow stacks, but just don't like, like the game environment overall. Mixon shredded Carolina in week nine. And that has been the only week that if you did not play Mixon, you lost. Um, yep. So, I mean, the price is fair. The pass work, I mean, he he's someone that could get eight catches. So, uh, I think, like, he's in your player pool. He, he's just not your favorite. Like, that kind of play. So, all right. To finish it out, we got Dallas at Tampa Bay. 45.5 total here. Dallas, two-and-a-half point favorites. Uh, two really solid defenses, both inside the top 15. Um, yeah, just overall. And both inside the top 15 against pass run. Um, so, We'll go, we'll go Dallas first, like we normally do. I mean, CD Lamb, just pure like workload, I think is in play. And I think that like this is a spot like Schultz could be really good. The running back situation is really interesting. Is this like, is this the spot we just see like Dallas say, hey, Pollard, you're better, you're going to play? Um, or do we continue to see this like 60, 40, 50, 50 type of role um, where Zeke just scores touchdowns type of thing? I, I think the running back situation is really, really interesting, but I mean, volume wise, CD lamb, Dalton Schultz in a game that, you know, Dak is going to be throwing to those guys a lot are very much in play. Dak's borderline for me. Um, if you're playing, like we're going to see a big two game slate too. For Sunday night, because I mean, fantasy sites are going to roll out big, big game, two game slates to finish out Sunday. So I mean, like maybe on a on a on that two gamer, you play Dak, but I don't know how much I get Dak, um, on like a six or even the four game slate. But I, pairing him with CD and Schultz and just trying to get all the production in the passing game, I think is okay. Yeah, I like CD Lamb. A good amount. Um, I think he's he's one of the best overall plays on the slate. Um, like he's still behind Jefferson. I'd put him behind Diggs, but after that, I think he he's right there in the conversation. Um, just because up has been so bad, Ty Hilton has has been playing a little bit here recently. Maybe we see them extend him a little bit. Um, I checked a little last week. I probably go back to that. that honestly, um, I just think. T.Y. Hilton still has a little bit of juice left. Playoff game. There's nothing like they're not saving him for. They they got him for these playoffs. That's that's exactly why he's in the room. Um, so Hilton at 3,200. I I don't mind that. Gallup is so cheap, but like he just has not done anything for a such a long time. It's difficult, and part of that is is because of the play of Dak. Uh, like Dak's throwing a ton of picks. He just hasn't been as accurate. It's been a really rough year for Dak Prescott. So I kind of agree. Like. I'm not playing Dak, but I am playing some because of the massive role that he has, huge volume, um, big playability, everything you're looking for. 7,700, I think, is a very fair price. Not not the greatest matchup. Tampa Bay has a, a really good defense, like you mentioned. But if if Dallas is putting up points, CeeDee Lamb is more than likely involved. 
Um, and don't hate the shots on Schultz either. Uh, like tight end is tough. Schultz has as good of a pass catching role um, as anyone. Nine targets and 10 targets the last two weeks. So big time role for Schultz. 4,300, fair price for him. Um, but CeeDee Lamb, the real player of the game. And just to touch on the running back situation a little bit, um, I, like I won't play Zeke because I don't think that running the ball is the way that they're going to have success in this game. Um, maybe he falls into the end zone twice from two yards out, like we've seen Jamal Williams do a bunch of times. Um, and Zeke himself has done that all season long. But that's really the only way Zeke gets there. Um, I don't mind Pollard. I think you, you like if that like I'll play Pollard and if I'm stacking Dak, I think you play Pollard that way. Um, but it's the passing game role for Pollard that that I would have interest in. One more name. Let's throw one more name out there. Just one more. Um, he's 3,200 and it's T.Y. Hilton. Like he's just so cheap that if he gets in the end zone, he just, he's a huge game changer. Like, I don't think he gets like 10 targets. I'm not saying that. I think he gets like three to five targets. If he gets in the end zone, we know that T.Y. is someone that can break a, break a long one. If he gets in the end zone, he is 3,200. Um, you know, there's so many expensive plays that we like on this slate. We have some value with the Giants receivers. They're going to be popular. I will have a little bit of T.Y. Hilton. Knowing that I'm probably lighting money on fire, um, but I don't think it's crazy. Uh, all you need is a touchdown. <laughs> all you need is a touchdown. Yes, I know. The odds of a touchdown for T.Y. Hilton are probably slim, but um, listen, I mean, I was on Team Noah Brown, and then T.Y. Hilton has showed up, and it's been like, all right, all right. They they getting him, and like he's not going to be out there the whole game. When they're running the ball, T.Y. Hilton is chilling, man. (laughs) Uh, I'm old. I'm not playing. You put me on the field when it's time to throw the ball. I'll go out there and catch one for you. (laughs) All right, we're gonna have to throw it all game though. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, let's talk Tampa. (laughs) Let's talk Tampa. Oh man. Um, Hey, I like Gronk. You know, oh wait, gotta remember what year it is. Um, <laughs> gosh, like this is like the time that like you're like, hey, I like yeah. Gronk. Um, tight end is just such a mess right now with Tampa Bay. Um, I mean, I know that Kyle Rudolph got hurt last week, but Otten's getting targets. Braid's out there as well. I I, I don't think you overthink Tampa. I, I think you're playing Mike Evans. You're playing Chris Godwin, and Fournette is really really cheap. I hate the spot, hate the spot, but he's really, really cheap. Like, is this a spot that he, you know, gets that like six to 10 target game? He's healthy. He's ready to go. Like, I don't know. I think Fournette at 5,300 is, he's just too cheap. Like, I don't, throwing the analysis, I'm throwing the matchup out the window, and I'm just saying Fournette is too cheap for his ceiling. So I hinted at it a little bit. Early, like if I'm, if I'm trying to get different on this slate, I love Tampa Bay onslaughts. Um, I could see them getting there two ways. Like, I, I don't think they're going to run the football hardly at all, but Fournette has a, a massive role in the passing game. First of all, Dallas has an elite pass rush, and Tampa Bay's offensive line sucks. So, Brady's going to be getting the ball out quick in this game. That means checks out, check downs to running backs, and Chris Godwin across the middle of the field throw a tight end in there if you want. I don't think this is a Mike Evans game. Um, Give me Godwin for 500 less to pick up 10 targets in this spot. Um, 
like Brady's just going to have to throw it quick because Micah Parsons is going to be breathing down his neck on, on most dropbacks. Um, Fournette at 5,300. I think I prefer him over white. I think white's the more talented guy, but I think they trust Fournette more. We've seen this in the past where Tampa Bay, um, it's been Ronald Jones previously. Like they'll, they'll split carries all year long and then the playoffs come and it's like 80% Leonard Fournette. I could, I could absolutely see that again in this spot. So love the Fournette call. Um, I I'll, I'll use Tom Brady. I think he's a fantastic pivot off of Daniel Jones. I think he could throw for 300 yards in this spot. Um, I'll have some Evans, but I'll have far more Chris Godwin and I'll dabble with some Kate Otten as well. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This isn't a game that I think I get past Godwin or Evans. I don't think this is a game I get like Russell Gage. Um, listen, I got my Russell Gage touchdown last week and you nailed Madison. Um, Deion Jackson. Listen, we, we should have started the show with this. What's up? Where's everybody at? <laughs> Deion Jackson. Uh, he's like eight percent owned. Um, I like twenty five percent. Zach Moss, so, you mean? Zach Moss. I played them together on was one it? team. Oh my gosh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> I ended up with a lot of Zach Moss. For what it's worth, I ended up with a lot of. Zach I did too. Moss. Um, yeah. I think I was like forty five percent. So, um, I did make one team that had both of them, um, and still didn't cash with that team. So, like, there's a lot of duds last week, and it, it always happens in week eighteen or last week of the season. But yeah, it was a lot of fun anyway. But Listen, I had to get my Dion Jackson love out there, all right? Like <laughs> he did his thing. He did exactly what I was hoping for. Anyway. All right. We're gonna play the morning grind game. And then we'll get out of here. Thanks everyone for hanging out with us. Um, I know you guys are used to like two hour football podcasts. That's what happens when the slates are much slower, smaller. Morning grind game, quarterback to throw for over three hundred passing yards, and it can't be Josh Allen. I debated two in the spot three, really. Um, I'm I'm gonna go. Yeah, I thought about changing. Justin Herbert is is the clear answer. Great matchup against Jacksonville. Um, he's got the best chance to do it outside of Allen. I like it. I'm gonna go Tom Brady. That I was debating that. They're not running the ball. Nope, not at all. Tom Brady, if he if this is gonna be his last game, he's going out, man. He's gonna throw the ball fifty <laughs> times. I'm just going to chuck it. You want to run? Okay. Audible. Omaha. Omaha. All right. Lone running back for a touchdown. We're going to go six-game slate for this game for what it's worth. Um, I forgot to mention that, but Keith kind of already knew that. So six-game slate. Lone running back for a touchdown. We do not have projected ownership up yet, so it's just kind of a gut feeling on who you think here. Yeah, I don't think this guy's going to be owned because it's an extremely difficult matchup. Uh, give me Kenneth Walker against San Francisco. Like, you know Seattle's going to continue to try to run the ball, even if they're unsuccessful at it. Um, I don't know if he's a, a great DFS play just because of the matchup, but I think he he has a great chance to score. After all the smack that I talked about him, give me Dalvin Cook. <laughs> give me Dalvin Cook. 
quarterback, wide, quarterback wide receiver stack for a touchdown. Can't be Josh Allen or Stephon Diggs. I'm playing that no Buffalo card this week. All right. Fair enough. Um, we'll have to talk about that at tight end. But um, this one, I'm going to go Dak Prescott to CeeDee Lamb. I don't love Dak, but I do love CeeDee Lamb. Um, like, he's my third favorite wide receiver on the slate. I like that. I'm going to go Daniel Jones. Bum, 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 bum. Richie James. Nice. Like it. it like, doesn't this, oh gosh, I hate even saying this, but doesn't it just seem like this is a week where everyone's going to be playing Hodgins and, and James and like, <laughs> we're going to see like Slayton get like 12 targets and eight <laughs> catches for like three touchdowns or something. Like, I'm going to have some Slayton too for what it's worth, but it just feels like it, it does kind of hate, feel like that. I hate even putting that out <laughs> in the universe. Wide receiver for eight plus targets. I'm going to take off Jefferson, Chase, and Lamb and Diggs and Allen. Right. Allen's a cheat code. Can't take Allen. Chris Godwin's a cheat code too, but you left him out yeah, there like, for me. I did. <laughs> yep. Listen, okay. I'm going to go lock it. All right. Um, for this one, again, I think the weather is going to kind of shorter passes kind of thing. So, I'm going to go lock it. I, I took off five, right? Like, I, I can't take off ten. It's a, it's a six-game slate. Um, right. i got to leave some guys on there. And Godwin is way cheaper than these guys up top. So, I'm going to go lock it. Tight end for a touchdown. Oh, look. Yeezy's with me. He says he likes lock it. What's up? Um, tight end for a touchdown. I'm not taking anybody off of here. I think anyone's in play. All right. Um, I'm sticking with Dawson Knox then. Uh, we love his red zone role. Um, he has multiple touchdown upside in this spot, in my opinion. They're going to throw it a ton. Oh, man. Kevin Porter Jr. got hurt. I am running so bad this week with NBA props. Um, whew, anyway, um, gosh, this is that's crazy. For what it's worth, in the extra survey today, I did say KJ Martin was going to score 30-plus fantasy points. He's at 28. Um, in the third quarter, so just just saying. Um, my tight end for a touchdown this week is Evan Ingram. I like Ingram to score a touchdown um, this week. All right, let's get to the betting side of this one. Favorite money line or against the spread pick this week? Um, I like the the couple of the underdogs that we talked about, um, but I also like Dallas minus two and a half. Betting against Tom Brady is not a fun proposition in the playoffs, uh, but Dallas is so much better of a team than Tampa Bay is. Um, I don't know. It, it's a little bit scary betting a short road favorite in the playoffs, but I feel like Dallas should get the job done here. They're just a lot better of a team. My thing is, like, is this going to be one of those spots where, like, does Dak show up? I mean, he just disappears from games so much and, like, who knows? Very talented team. They should be. They should be Tampa. But I mean, you think about it. Tampa's a really solid team too. And Tom Brady, like one of the best quarterbacks we'll ever see um, in our generation, anyway. Like just crush. But I'm gonna go Giants money line. I'm not even taking the points. I think the Giants beat the Vikings this week. So I'm gonna go Giants money line. Uh, favorite over under. What do you got? I like Dallas Tampa over 45 and a half. Um, two really good defenses, but the the Dallas secondary is beat up. Tom Brady is 
going to be able to get the ball out quick like he's had to do all season long. Um, I mentioned I like Dallas to win the game, but I like Tom Brady to be able to keep up and completely push Dallas the entire game as well. So give me over 45 and a half, Dallas Tampa Bay. I like it. I am going to go under in the San Francisco game, 42 and a half. Um, really crappy weather. San Francisco is not a team that keeps the gas pedal on. They won't throw a ton once they get up. They're going to run the ball as much as they possibly can with the lead, especially in the wet. So I'm going to go under 42 and a half um, for this one. Uh, player prop. We had a couple. There's there's some stuff out. Um, anything that's standing out to you here? Um, let's see here. I was looking at one earlier. Now I'm losing what I had. Um, does Leonard Fournette have a receiving prop up yet? He I does. Leonard Fournette over, uh, it's, uh, 25 and a half at points bet. It's 27 and a half on FanDuel. I'll take that, that since it's available everywhere points bet, not necessarily, but, um, Leonard Fournette over 27 and a half receiving yards. I like it. Um, the one I like is Barkley over 99 and a half receiving and rushing yards um just i like saquon a lot this week so uh that's the one that i had uh sleeper let's do our sleeper two pick listen we have we have some ground to make up nba back-to-back nights with injuries on the the morning grind game sleeper pick so keith we we have some work to do here we gotta we gotta make some ground up luckily it's a 3x if you hit so we can kind of get back to even for the week i don't remember if we did one monday um what do you like here for sleeper this week? Um, I did not have one prepared here. Um, is the Fournette one on there? I would. I'll stick Tampa with Bay Fournette's receiving yards. Yep, it's twenty eight and a half. Yep, I'm fine with that. If you want to just stick with that one. All right, we'll do that Four. one. Oh, you're good. Um. Man, I was hoping they took it off the board. Hold on, I gotta find one now. I liked for what it's worth, I like Daniel Jones over 239 and a half passing yards, but it looks like it's off the board. So oh, so like first of all, if you if you're on sleeper, um they have a promo going right now. Herbert only has to throw for over a half a yard. Um, so they have they're running a special promo right now. So if you haven't checked them out, head on over there. Check them out. Um, yeah, I like that a lot, obviously. So we're gonna listen. We're gonna we're gonna do it here. We're gonna go 10x, um, or let's go 5x. We'll go 5x. Barkley over the rushing receiving 99 and a half. Fournette over 28 and a half receiving yards. Morning grind. Herbert over half a passing yard. And then my sleeper morning grind pick is Christian Kirk over 57 and a half receiving yards. Um, like that one a lot. So I'm going to lock this in for a classic where we need to hit four of four for five X or one and a half times our money. If we hit three out of four. So um, you can only do this for what it's worth. You can only do this for 20 bucks uh, with Herbert. So you might want to add like a fifth person in for your Herbert prop. Um, but we're going to lock this in for now with our morning grind game. Hopefully we can finish the football season off pretty strong here keith any final thoughts before you get out of here should be a really fun weekend lots of exciting games um i don't believe i have anything else good breaking it down with you
yeah man we'll be back next week um we're, we're gonna talk football next week I, I think if i remember correctly it's a small basketball slate again we'll talk some football i got keith on the schedule again um so yeah hope everyone has a fantastic weekend this is gonna be a really fun game to watch games outside of like the dolphins game potentially the cincinnati <laughs> game so luckily the cincinnati game yeah. the tampa game will be going as well um yeah, man, Kevin Porter Jr. I'm uh, last night it was was it no? Yeah, it was Jared it Allen, Allen last night? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah. Gosh, Allen last night was painful, man. I had I had one four for four and two five for fives that got crushed by Allen. Um it was a 20x night. So oh well. Brutal. Hope everyone has a fantastic Thursday. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll be back tomorrow talking NBA. We'll see you then.